Like when I see people post, oh my God, I'm just starting and I've been lurking and I'm so embarrassed. It's like, don't be embarrassed. You're doing it. And that's all that matters. I mean, the fact that you can get up and make an effort every single day is huge. My name is Sabrina Lobato Gonzalez. And this is Built, presented by FitBot. That's the voice of Sabrina, as she said, Sabrina Gonzalez. And she is one of the super powerfully positive, inspirational members of the FitBot Facebook group. If you're not sure what that is, you can check the show notes. There's a link there. You can check us out on Facebook. There's over 17,000 members grinding it out, sharing their stories of inspiration, and Sabrina's one of them. Gio, what'd you think of this interview? I loved it because I remember when I was first early on in the group, I would see her pulling all this weight in her garage gym, and she inspired me, one of the people to inspire me to get into free weights, and I just, I love her attitude. Yeah, I love Sabrina. I love how she is a champion for everyone who is posting in the group. She does pull some really impressive, really big numbers, and she's out there just setting the bar really high for the rest of us to chase after and try and catch her. But she's happy to support everyone no matter where they're at. Um, and she is she's just an inspiration. I hope people enjoy listening to her and just feel inspired to get out there and do their best. And she does her best every single day. Right on. Let's get to the interview. We are so excited to learn a little bit more about you and your journey, how you got yourself hooked on fitness and where things all began for you and where you see yourself going in the future. So my family, I have been married for 22 years. I have two boys age 10 and 13, very active little boys. And so our life pretty much revolves around them right now. Um, we've lived in Tucson for about 30 years, moved out here to go to school, got a job with the University of Arizona, finished school and never left. So here we are. <laughs> you must like it. That's awesome. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about your fitness history. Were you an athlete as a child? Were you involved in sports? So I have been active pretty much my entire life, always playing sports. And when I hit junior high, I played volleyball, I played track and tennis. And that kind of extended through high school and then, of course, when you hit college, you know, it all goes to the wayside because school is a little more important. And so that's where it all started. I've always loved being active. I hate to sit around and do nothing all day. And then when I went to college, my junior year, I met probably one of my best friends I've ever had in college, and she was really into lifting. And I started lifting with her for a while and just stuck with it a little bit. It would go off and on just depending on where I was in my life. I was at the time building my career, so it was easy to fit it in. And that's pretty much where it started. Do I understand that you have a little bit of a CrossFit history as well? Did you, have you done some CrossFit in your days? I did. So for Christmas, right before I turned 40, my husband bought me a gift certificate to CrossFit because I was getting bored. It was hard to go to the gym right after work just because I had kids. And so our CrossFit gym actually had a daycare, not a daycare, but like a little blocked off area where the kids could kind of hang out. So my husband bought me a gift certificate for CrossFit and I did one class and I was hooked. Even though I had to climb ropes the first class and ended up with a really beautiful burn on my leg, I was hooked. It was something different. It was something that challenged me. And the box was just really welcoming. The owners were amazing. And they're actually still some of my best friends, even though the gym has closed since then. And I did that probably for about four years. That kind of took me to another level of how I was working out and just incorporating new things into my 
fitness that I had never done before. And I'm one of those people that the more I'm challenged, the better I am. It was definitely a challenge. And there were days where I'd go home and I'd be like, I'm done. And then I'd get up and go back the next day. So (laughs) it was always good. You said that a friend introduced you to weightlifting and you were on and off. When did it take hold of you? When did you say, this is my way of life? You know what? I think it was probably in my 40s when I went from running. So I was a very avid runner before. I was doing at least two half marathons a year between my 30s and 40s. I know, right? And that was another way to get your stress out. You were running, you were alone, there was nobody there. I mean, I remember there, I'd have a bad day and I'd start crying during my runs just because I felt that release. And then I hit my 40s and I was like, you know what? I need something more. I was doing a little bit of weights, but not a lot. I would probably spend... I don't know, maybe two or three days in the gym. And so when I hit my 40s, I was like, you know what? There's got to be something different. I need to do something. And so once I started CrossFit, it just kind of was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. I'm not too old for this. You see the CrossFit athletes and they're young. And I always wanted to push myself more. And then I was hooked. And so CrossFit got me there. And then when my CrossFit gym closed... I bought a bunch of their equipment and I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going to do this at home. It's easier. I said, I don't have to go anywhere. The kids can be here. And he's like, all right. So I spent probably about, I don't know, 500 bucks on equipment and just started building my gym. And it just really kept me going and kept me motivated because then I didn't have an excuse. It's like, I don't have to drive anywhere. I just have to go downstairs or do whatever. So (laughs) it was really good. I'm curious. So do you still do CrossFit? I do do some CrossFit. I do it in there every once in a while. Like once or twice a week, I'll throw some CrossFit movements in there. Two years ago during the Open, I did the Open. And I've done the Open several years. And two years ago, I was like, why not? Mix it up a little. So I did that. That's when you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have it in me anymore. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely a different type of working out. I want to ask you about FitBod. How did you find FitBod? I was using the bodybuilding app for a while. And I got to the point where they didn't let you put your own equipment in. So I started Googling. I'm like, apps that you write, you could put your own equipment in because I'm like, I don't have everything that a commercial gym has. And one of the programs I did would do substitutes, but I'm like, there's got to be something out there that allows me to put my own stuff in. And so I think I found it via Google and it was like, and I'm like, oh, I'll try the three-day trial. And once I built that initial profile, I was like, all right, this is it. I'm done. (laughs) Like this makes my life so much easier. Yeah. And I have to admit that's what sold me too. The fact that I could put my own equipment because once I put my own equipment in, the hook was in and I was... (laughs) (laughs) in for the long haul. Yeah, it makes it so much easier. And then I like being able to, if something shows up that I don't want to do, I'm like, oh, I could do something else. I don't need that. Because there are days where I'm like, "Mm, I'm not doing that today. I'm just not feeling it. So being able to mix it up really works for me. So in conjunction with that, how long did it take you to find the Fitbug community after you'd found the app? And have you been able to find, because I know a lot of people that talk about CrossFit really love the community and the sense of team that it gives you. And I'm wondering if you feel like you're getting that need met maybe a little bit through the community or if you're able to find some of those similar things there. So it took me probably, I don't know, it was only a couple of weeks. I think once I downloaded the app, the AI, they figure out what you're doing. <laughs> they suggest these things pretty quickly. So Big brother's watching. 
And now there's a link built right into the app. If you find your way to the settings panel, scroll down, there's a link right in there to find the FitBod Facebook community. So if you're listening to this and you're wondering what we're talking about, open your FitBod app. If you don't have it, download it from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store and get into the settings page and you'll see a link for the Facebook FitBod community and join us there. No, and I think you're right, Jonica, like the CrossFit community is really tight and it's never that competition. It's always the last one who finishes is the one that gets the most cheers. And so I did really miss that because I liked that community and I like knowing to go in there and say, oh my gosh, even if I don't feel it today, there's going to be people rooting for me. So when I first joined the FitBot app, I think I introduced myself like I'm new to the group. I didn't lurk for a couple of weeks like a lot of these people do, which freaks me out a little bit. And I just started watching what everybody was posting and it was just really, it was cool. And I think you're probably one of the first ones that commented on one of my workouts and everybody was just so welcoming and encouraging. And it really made it like, oh, okay, this is kind of cool. There actually is a community that I don't have to see in person every single day, but know that they're there rooting for me and cheering me on. What motivates you? Because there's a different motivation, I think, that comes when you're working out at home. You have your garage gym now, but I think there's something you need to find something a little bit different in you than going out somewhere and knowing that people will be there and it'll kind of be social and you'll connect with people. So what is it that gets you up and going? Because you're an early morning riser, aren't you? I am. I usually am in the gym between 4.30 and 5. (laughs) You know what? It's Just, I think it's seeing the progress and the results, knowing that I can go in there and I can have good days and I can have bad days, but just knowing that I'm always progressing is what keeps me motivated. And my kids keep me motivated. I'm 48 years old. I have a 10 year old. Come on. I mean, I'm not the youngest mother in the world. And so they inspire me to keep going. So I'll be able to keep up with them and know that I'll be around for my grandchildren. There was a time when I wasn't sure that my dad would be around to see my kids because I was so much older when I had kids. And so I know in myself that I'll be around because I take care of myself and I'm motivated to stay healthy and to be fit. I feel your pain because I'm 48 as well with a 11th month old. So I'm a father. (laughs) Yeah, 11 months. You said you've been working out for a while now, but mainly in your 40s here these past eight years. What would you say is the biggest thing you've learned from year 40 to now year 48? in your fitness journey? You have to listen to your body. There was a day where I'm like, I could work out six or seven days a week. And by the time that sixth day or seventh day came, I'm like, I can't do this anymore. And I really needed to start listening to my body and taking a day to rest and to do like something more relaxing, yoga or a walk. When I was in my 40s, I was like, they gave me a nickname. They used to call me balls to the walls. So BTTW. (laughs) This is not only in my fitness journey, but when I started a new job about three and a half years ago, before I went to Big Brothers Big Sisters, that's what they nicknamed me because I went in there and they're like, you don't care. You don't take no for an answer. I'm like, you go big or you go home. I'm like, if you don't ask, you don't know. And then my 40s, that's how in early 40s, I was really like that. And now that I'm getting a little older, I'm like, you know what, I can still progress and be careful and take care of myself. The other thing I really learned was how to fuel my body. When you first start with CrossFit, they're very paleo And, you know, nothing this, nothing of this. And so as I got older in my 40s, it was like, no, I need to fuel my body how I need to fuel. Like I have hypothyroidism. So I know like I don't do well with gluten. I don't do well with dairy. And so a lot of that stuff that I've had to cut out 
and know that the protein, that's my fuel source. And I have to really make sure that I get enough protein so I'm not as sore or I can continue to lift every single day. I love that. I think we do learn as we grow older in our journeys. I think we do definitely get smarter about all of those things that you were just talking about. I know recently you participated in something a little bit out of your comfort zone (laughs) to raise some money for your big brothers, big sisters. So tell us about that and how you got involved and how it all went down. So during the pandemic, we were all home, except my husband was fortunate enough to go to work every day because he's essential. And so I was stuck (laughs) home with the kids. I know, right? I'm like, sure, I get to stay home with the kids. And at first we started doing like PE with mom every single day. And then it got to that point, like we need something more. And so my neighbors at the time were bikers And my son was like, mommy, let's go on a bike ride. We live in an area. So Tucson is really known for their biking paths. We have over a hundred miles of biking paths that go around the entire city. And we are lucky enough to live pretty close to those. We're probably like less than a mile from the, where the path catches and goes around the entire city. And so I went to my neighbors and I'm like, hey, I said, could you guys help me? I said, my kids really want to start bike riding. Can you help me look at a bike? I don't know what type of bike to get. I'm really new to this. So he's like, hey, you know what? We have an extra one. Just take this one. He's like, until you figure it out. So we just started biking. And I was like, oh, I haven't been on a bike, I don't know, since my 20s. So I was like, I can still do this. So one day we would do PE with mom and we'd do weights. We would do like a hit routine for 30 minutes. And another day we would go bike riding. And we have a restaurant that we could bike to and they had an outdoor patio. So then we started biking there and having lunch and biking home. So it just became a routine. And then when I joined Big Brothers Big Sisters in August... Tucson has a huge bike race called El Tour de Tucson, where people from all over the world come to ride in this bike race. And it's about 100, I think it's 108 miles around the city of Tucson. And Big Brothers Big Sisters had a team. And I was like, oh, I could do this. Why not? Because why not challenge yourself and do something (laughs) else? So I decided to sign up and raise money to support Big Brothers Big Sisters because I thought it was my way of giving back. And especially with youth mentorship, everybody has kids. You know how important that is to kids to have somebody to look up to. And a lot of who Big Brothers Big Sisters serves, they don't necessarily have both parents at home. 75% of the littles that we serve, one of their parents is in prison. And so I just knew how important it was to do something. And I, because I raise money for a living, for me to have to actually ask my friends and family to support something I do was huge for me. I'm used to asking strangers. So how much money did you raise? I raised almost $750, I think. Fantastic. So it was really good. Good for you. Good for you. Congratulations. (laughs) What a great cause. Now, is this an ongoing thing? Is there something that we can tell the listeners that may want to support you? Yeah, we're on break now, but we will start again in September. I'll start training. And so the first, so they have a 28-mile race, a 56-mile race, and then the 108-mile. I started slow with the 28 miles because I wasn't sure, but I'm going to go up to the 56-miler this year. And so as soon as we start that training, I'd love to post a link again to have people support because it really is something that's so important to our youth and our youth are our future. And if we can't help them now, then what do we have to look forward to? We need to be inspired by them too. Do you mention, do your boys lift with you? Do you have them out there lifting? Are they trying to keep up with mom? During the pandemic, it happened a lot more because all sports were shut down. 
And because both of them play club soccer, I'm like, nope, you got to do something. My oldest had to do 30 minutes of exercise a day for school. And we had to log it and everything. And so now it doesn't happen as often. Now it's maybe once or twice a week. But during the pandemic, it was almost every single day, which was really great. And we give my little one a hard time because he's a beast. I mean, he's 10 years old. He's thick. He's not fat. He's just thick. And he can go out there and pick up a hundred pound deadlift like it's nothing. And I'm like, (laughs) I would love to see him take that further, but I'm letting him go at their own pace. When they want me to do something with them, then I will. My oldest one is like, mommy, I need to get stronger. I need to bench more. So we started working on his bench press with just dumbbells to begin. And I definitely help with their quads because soccer's hard on your knees. So anything we can do to help strengthen their quads, we do it. What would you say is your favorite exercise or lift? What motivates you to like, oh yeah, I'm going to attack this one and I want to PR in this one. Uh, Squats are my favorite. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Front squats, back squats. Those are all squats. (laughs) All squats. I love to squat. (laughs) I want to say one of the most popular is deadlifts. I think everybody loves deadlifts. Do you love deadlifts? No, I hate deadlifts, but I know I have to do them. I have a love-hate relationship with deadlifts, to be honest. (laughs) I think it might go like this. Maybe you're a push person or a pull person. I think I'm a pull person because I definitely prefer deadlifts over squats. Really? Oh, yeah, no. I do them and I'm getting better. But at first it was bench because with CrossFit, they don't focus on benching at all. Originally, they did not. And so I slowly started building my bench. I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. But deadlifts are definitely, yeah, not my favorite. (laughs) So Sabrina, do you have firm goals for yourself? Do you have numbers that you're looking to attain this year? You know, this year, my goal is to get to 300 with my back squat and my deadlift. And how close are you? Both of them, oddly enough, are at 283, which is so weird. Like, Because usually you can do one or more. One is heavier than the other. And mine are both at 283 right now, which I find really weird. And I say 283 because I do have a women's bar. And I use that. And everybody's like, it's 35 pounds. I'm like, no, it's really 33 pounds. So I'm just going (laughs) to... Keeping it honest. (laughs) So those are my goals. So I'm not far, but I got to do it. And actually, I did December this year which really, really helped. I was surprised that I was able to go up that much. You're not too far away. I mean, considering you have the rest of the year to do it, I think you'll exceed Mm -hmm. it. What kind of diet do you follow and how often do you eat? Do you space it out? Do you do any intermittent fasting? A lot of proteins. Unfortunately, this is a little personal, but I had to cut. So I used to do a lot of veggies a lot of spinach, a lot of kale. And I ended up with kidney stones from having too much veggies. So I've had to kind of, yeah, isn't that crazy? I didn't even know that could be a thing. And so I've really switched to more, more of your whole proteins. We do a lot of chicken we do some red meat. I do eggs. And then my greens have basically gone down to like one or two scoop of greens a day because I have to be careful Because the last thing I want to do is end up in the hospital with, I was on vacation and ended up with a kidney stone on vacation in the emergency room. So it was great. (laughs) I don't really do intermittent fasting. I do work out without eating because I get up so early, but I do a clear protein shake when I work out and I add collagen to that. And then I usually eat right after that, but it's mostly protein, carbs, and fats. But I know when I need more, that's for sure. 
That's great advice. And I wanted to follow up on the kidney stone thing. I'm an expert at kidney stones. I've had many. I'm sorry. (laughs) That's okay. The last one was eight millimeters. It was killer. But I have learned that you are right. So vegetables, many contain oxalates and oxalates Mm -hmm. can contribute to uh, to kidney stones. So cauliflower is good. Broccoli is good. These are low in oxalates. So folks are listening. Keep that in mind. I had no idea. I was shocked when they're like, look at your oxalate level. She's like, you're supposed to be like here and you're like 5,000. And I'm like, oh, she's like, how much do you eat? And I'm like, well, I have breakfast and I put spinach in my protein shake. I have a salad for lunch, a salad for dinner. She's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Too much of a good thing, I guess. That is a real thing. I had no idea that you could overdo it on the veggies. That is good to know. Good information. You're going to have to sue Popeye for all that spinach you've been pumping in our cartoons. (laughs) It's really not that good for you. I'm super curious how you use the FitBot app. How do you incorporate it? What are your settings at? So I am set to advanced strength training and I do PPL, push, pull, legs, lowers. (laughs) And I was at first when I started using it, letting it generate the workouts for me. And now I'm to the point where I'm like, nope, this is what I want to do. And so I'll go in there and I'll start to program a week ahead of time. Like this is, I want to do this today and this today and this today. And I think that's what I love about it. Like it lets me do that on my own. And if I'm feeling lazy that week, then I can let it generate and then I can add or take away. I always find that there's stuff that I add because I put an hour and 15 minutes, but I don't feel like sometimes I work hard enough. And so I start to add stuff. <laughs> so I'm like, no, we need to add something else and we'll add something else. But I love the fact that I can do that. And so it really yeah. works for me. And how do you track your recovery? Do you use the recovery indicator? No, I don't. I listen to my body. I definitely, yeah. If I'm feeling really sore from Jonica's leg workout. <laughs> I have found that I'm better to listen to my body. I, if I go by muscle soreness, I wouldn't do legs for two or three days <laughs> because it'll say everything's red. And it just doesn't work that way. I keep mine pegged at 0% fresh muscles. Yeah, it just, I think it's easier because I felt like if I have two days between legs, I'm still sore. You know what? To do legs again makes me feel better. Instead of- Sometimes you have to push through the soreness. So we asked you about what's your favorite exercises. What are the ones you look at and you're like, no to the no to the no, no, no. We're not doing that today. <laughs> for me, it's burpees. Like I've eliminated burpees oh. from the app. Oh, gee, that's a mistake right there. <laughs> you got to embrace those. You know, there are some days where I will get rid of Turkish get-ups because I just don't feel like I have the energy to do them. And the other one is the handstand push-ups. Like I can do kicking. I can do the kipping ones, but the, ha- the regular ones, I'm like, nope, not today. So I'll just, I'll just get rid of it. You know what I find interesting though, and I haven't posted it on there, is I keep getting rope ascents and I'm like, I don't have a rope. Why are you telling me to do rope ascents? So- but you can modify Yes, I know I can modify. Yes, I can yeah, go the chest pass with the medicine ball. And I'm like, I don't have a partner. This is a problem. Right? So, <laughs> I've done that yeah. too. And if I throw it at my kids, they're like, mom. So I'm like, okay, never mind. I'm only 10, mom. Don't throw it that hard. <laughs> right? Although he can handle it. The other one, not so much. Okay. My, uh, my little one actually weighs more than my oldest one. Oh, but wow. my oldest one is, yeah, he's probably pushing five, six, five, seven right now. So 
He's going to be tall like his dad. So Sabrina, have you had any injuries that you've had to overcome in your journey? And what have you learned uh, in your process of that? How's I that have. I was doing CrossFit and I was still running half marathons because I thought I was superwoman and could do it all. I ended up with my SI joint really, really bothering me. And I was out. I can handle most pain. I have to be dying on the floor for me to take a pain pill. I'm just, I don't do it. And I got to a point where I couldn't walk. And so I went to go see an orthopedic surgeon and he's like, oh, so he did his x-rays, he did everything he needed to and found out that I'm losing cartilage between my L4 and my L5. So he said, you have to make a choice. He said, you could either continue to run or you can lift weights, but you can't do both. And so I chose to lift weights and it took me, it probably took me a good three months to get back because it was so bad, but I did it. And I feel like giving up running was really hard for me because I thought that was my form of cardio. And so having to give that up was hard, but I feel better now. Have you replaced it with another form of cardio? I like to row and then bike riding, of course, because bike riding is so much easier on your joints than any of that. And so is the rower. I love the rower. Now that you've been into biking, what's the longest trip you've done on a bike one way or round trip? So about 30 miles is the longest I've done. Impressive. It's, okay. it's good. I like it. It's definitely one of those things that you just... Again, you get out there and you just bike. And I usually bike with somebody though, because I'm not, I will not, I'm not going to lie. I had to have a partner to bike with that could help me change a tire because I had no idea. One of my girlfriends, her husband, I actually met through CrossFit and we all became really good friends and her and I drink wine together, but she does not like to lift weights or do any of that stuff. (laughs) Usually if I have something like that, I'm going to do, then her husband will volunteer to do it for me or do it with me because my husband is completely different. He's weird. He goes to the gym at night, like at eight o'clock when the kids are home and there's nothing left to do. He knows he can't work out in my gym unless he puts everything back where it goes. (laughs) He still goes to a commercial gym. See, even in the weight room, the men got to put the toilet seat down or up or whatever it is. (laughs) What would you say is your biggest why for staying in shape? My family. I really think, look, I might get a little emotional. So before I worked to Big Brothers, Big Sisters, I worked for the University of Arizona for 22 years. Most of my time I spent working at the cancer center, raising money for cancer research. Actually, I started out as an accountant. I went to school to be an accountant. I have a degree in accounting. Decided I was not meant to be behind a desk all day. I'm like, nope, not me. And so during this time when my youngest was about 18 months. My dad was diagnosed with liver cancer. Oh, mercy. And before that, I was pregnant with my first one. I lost my mother to pancreatic cancer. And working in the cancer realm, you really learn that diet and exercise make a huge difference on how you take care of your body. And because now I am more prone to get cancer than my next door neighbor, because we've had so much, my dad has two sisters who have also had, or three sisters that have also had cancer. I'm that first gene that there's a possibility that it's there. Mm -hmm. And so working in the cancer realm, I really learned that diet and exercise make a huge difference in how you take care of yourself and what you do to your body, what you feed your body, how you treat your body. And that was huge for me. And like I had mentioned earlier, that I wasn't sure my dad was going to be around 
to see my oldest graduate from high school. And now that we're about four and a half years away, but he had to do the same thing. I'm like, dad, you have to change your diet. You have to do this. We are fortunate that he is now a six-year liver transplant survivor. He had to give up sugar. Once he had a stroke, ended up with diabetes and then had the cancer. And so his whole last 10 years, we've been dealing with something with him. And when we finally realize this is what you need to do, you have to take care of yourself. You have to feel your body right. And that's why I do it because I want to be around and I want to be healthy. One of my big things is to go hike down into the Grand Canyon to have a Sioux Falls, which is this really cool place. I'm going to be 50. I'm not a spring chicken. (laughs) So if I don't take care of myself, when I have grandkids, what's that going to do? That's powerful. And hearing your story reminds me of the quote that I posted on the FitBot community. And I'll read it here real quick. It says, building muscles in your 20s is for fun. Building muscles in your 30s, 40s, and 50s and beyond is a smart strategy for keeping body fat down, increasing longevity, and improving well-being. It may even save your life. It's really, really true. And it's also good for my mental health. We all have bad days where we want just to say, forget it. And if I go to the gym and throw some heavy weight around, I feel better. I may cry (laughs) during it, but I feel better. I have honestly just really enjoyed learning more about your story and just hearing about your why. And you're super inspirational. You are such a powerhouse in the community. And I love chasing after you. Is there anything that you want to like just wrap up with? Is there any one thing that you would like people to know? Any advice or anything that you would just like to end on? think, and it was something I was listening to today, I think we all have to remember that we're all on our own journey. And this is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And I think that we have to really take a step back and not compare ourselves to others. Because we each have our own abilities and we each have the things we're good at and the things we're not good at. And I think being part of this group Just know that there's people there that can inspire you and can help you and are willing to give advice, but don't ever feel like you have to compare yourself to somebody. And I think that's another thing that I learned as I got older. We're all different and we're all built different and we all have a different genetic buildup. And it's not like anybody's better than anybody else, but I think just being part of a community that just inspires people. Like when I see people post, oh my God, I'm just starting and I've been lurking and I'm so embarrassed. It's like, don't be embarrassed. You're doing it. And that's all that matters. I mean, the fact that you can get up and make an effort every single day is huge. Keep inspiring us, Sabrina. Keep posting your journey. Keep showing us your videos. Keep letting us chase after you because you are just so inspirational. I really enjoyed listening and hearing from you today. Well, thank you. I really enjoyed it. Thank you. I really enjoyed hearing your why. Family is so important. It is. And at the end of the day, isn't that what we all want is a healthy family? And we want to be around to see them as long as possible. Thanks to our listeners. Check out the show notes at fitbod.me slash podcast for all the details from this episode. Download the FitBod app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Use the promo code BUILT for a 14-day free trial. We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast network. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.